Now at 8.46, we can look a little bit closer at the US-led attack on alleged Syrian chemical weapons facilities last week. Obviously, uh, with British and French involvement in particular, we're not certain what impact, if any, the attack and, and subsequent US actions will actually have on the Syrian civil war. Syria's regime backed by Russia quite uh, infamously. Russia not happy at all about these uh, military actions. But does it also tell us anything about how these nations are potentially going to handle North Korea? Zhang Huang, independent legal researcher with Lawquant LLC, helps us get up close today. Good morning. Morning, Alex. And there is a school of thought that says the Syrian strike shows American resolve, determination, preparedness to take action, not just talk. And that that might help pressure North Korea. Uh, How far can we take that argument, do you think? Right. Just to restate the argument, we are basically seeing a combination of you know, diplomacy as well as military action with respect to uh, Syria coming from the United States. And basically the idea is that you know, the latest attack shows willingness of America to get back up talks with military might. Uh, there were there was ser- uh, serious allegations about use of chemical weapons in Syria, which you know, contravenes all kinds of international law. So, it, so goes the justification as well as the idea that this will actually you know, put North Korea on notice that if you know, the uh, negotiation doesn't, uh, doesn't go well with North Korea, U.S. can certainly take military action. On the other hand, I mean, I, I don't think North Korea is really stranger to the idea that U.S. is willing to take military action. If anything, I think North Korea is probably hypersensitive to that fact. So I'm not really sure that we need any more proof uh, coming from the U.S. that it has the resolve to use the military action from North Korean perspective. So I'm not really sure that I really subscribe to this uh, theory. Could it even make talks with North Korea even harder? Well, I think there is actually a convincing case to be made for that. I mean, one thing that Syria doesn't have is nuclear weapons. And kind of the time and time again, if you look at the countries that America has taken military actions, it's been countries that uh, ha- that do not have nuclear weapons. So, you know, it might actually strengthen North Korea's internal resolve that, hey, they, they need to, you know, hold on to the nuclear weapons as much as possible, as long as possible as a deterrent. And, you know, people usually throw on... Uh, throw out historical examples such as Libya, who famously gave up uh, its own nuclear program in the early 2000s. And of course, in a few years ago, Qaddafi was ousted you know, uh, with uh, some military aid from um, NATO as well. Also, you, people you know, uh, look at Ukraine and invasion of Ukraine, you know, Crimean uh, Peninsula by r- Russia. And people kind of wonder if Ukraine didn't really give up its nuclear weapons, would Russia have invaded Ukraine without you know, facing any kind of uh, you know, deterrence? So those, those kind of historical references actually do kind of point out that you know North Korea might actually be wanting to you know hold on to its nuclear weapons and regardless of what North Korea perceives from this it does also tell us just how challenging any situation militarily with North Korea would be uh, the complete inadequacy of the UN Security Council for example to um, t- to make any major difference when you got the US and Russia able to consistently oppose one another there. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and the fact that this was a very limited strike on Syria, the apparent unwillingness of the US to go to war with Russia. 
That's right. Um, according to reports, uh, the U.S. actually was thinking about you know three levels of attacks. The the highest being kind of you know all out strike on various military assets of Syria, Syrian government. But I, uh, at least for this round, it seems that you know the more measured voices within the Trump administration kind of won out. So we only had you know strikes against three facilities. Very limited. Of course, people kind of point out, well, is it really going to deter Assad from using chemical weapons further? And there's a, a doubt to that. But at least we are seeing that we are seeing the Trump administration when it comes to military action in this instance, sort of restraining itself towards more measured uh, action rather than going after some grand idea, which I think is proposed by someone like John Bolton, who's now the national security advisor to President Trump. Yeah, so would he have been, do you think, almost certainly pushing for tougher military action in Syria? As far as the various reports come out, and, and these are reports based on you know, anonymous sources, I'm not, I'm not really sure to what extent uh, I'll put a weight to that. But at least, uh, according to these sources, you know, reported by various media outlets, you know, the, it's basically you know, a group of advisors headed by Secretary of Defense James Mattis basically took the measured approach, and John Bolton actually you know, pro- uh, you know, was a proponent of a much wider military strike. And I think... It is a little probably a bit comforting for those of us living in Korea that President Trump, at least for this round of military action, took the measured approach rather than you know very uh, you know open war approach. What about the impact then on the Syrian civil war? Well, it, that's kind of the pickle, right? I mean, just a few days ago, a few days before the strike, you know, President Trump ordered the withdrawal of all U.S. troops from Syria, saying that, you know, hey, fire with ISIS is over. We are getting out of Syrian war. And of course, because of the use of chemical weapons, he went right back striking the Assad uh, military assets. I mean, you know, is he going to really pull out? Is he going to intervene more? And also, what kind of message does this send? Is it is it just not okay for Assad to be using chemical weapons to kill his own people while, you know, it's, we are just going to let, let it slide if he just uses conventional weapons to kill his own people? I think really it just kind of raises questions and kind of inconsistencies shown by the, the U.S. strategy when it comes to Syrian civil war. There have been calls, though, for military intervention, even from left-leaning circles who wouldn't automatically be on President Trump's side. Seeing horrific images coming out of Syria for so many years has repeatedly driven those calls. Yes. Um, But I'm not sure whether there's a a full-fledged agreement on the nature of intervention going forward. For example, is, is the chemical weapon issue is that the breaking point where you say the world has the right to intervene in a in a middle eastern country's domestic affairs yeah, I mean that uh, that re- really raises a whole host of you know policy as well as legal questions. In fact, you know the, this latest strike under the you know usual interpretation of international law would be probably legal. You know, it doesn't have the Security Council uh, backing, and it was kind of unilateral. I mean, the only thing that the, the U.S. and British and uh, French governments can point to is the fact that there was a violation of chemical weapons treaty. But does that really necess- necessitate in a military action? And also, one thing to point out is that okay. So military action, military intervention, you know, might lead you to a whole quagmire of issues. But at the same time, you know, U.S. has really sharply curtailed. 
still taking refugees from Syria. So, you know, we wouldn't stand for killing of innocents by using chemical weapons, but it's okay if it's conventional weapons and we are also not going to help out with the humanitarian crisis that's happening in Syria. I mean, there are all kinds of questions and inconsistencies in the way we are approaching this issue. Yeah, I can't help wondering that myself when I, when I see... The outcome of conventional weapons, families being torn apart, children wandering around on their own on the streets of Syria. It's just a fact from both sides of the conflict. And uh, people who are advocating war on the basis of saving those children but not wanting those children to, exactly. to come to their country. Again, it's, it's complex. But there's another feature here, which is if the US was to take this military intervention further, regardless of Russia's presence it would also inevitably lead to having to play some sort of role in the rebuilding of Syria, oh, which sounds like it's going to be an impossible task. Exactly. And already, I mean, the U.S. has been sort of another issue that I'll raise that the U.S. has been one of the U.S.'s closest allies in the region has been the Kurdish forces. And in fact, now because of that, now Turks are now attacking Kurds and sort of, you know, there are all kinds of multilateral conflicts that are breaking out. And, you know, to keep in mind that the ISIS hasn't been fully defeated just yet. And and, you know, if the military uh, pressure is kind of lessened, you know, you know they, they could make a little bit of a comeback too. So, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, the military action invites whole quagmire of issues that, you know, that anybody advocating military action should be very, really very wary about all those, you know, pitfalls that, that, that lie ahead. Even if it just seems like the easiest thing to suggest from afar when we demand action, we demand some sort of change. Well, in fact, the easiest action might be you know, a lot more humanitarian aid, you know, taking refugees, and really they're dealing with the refugee issue. Mm. But that's probably the issue that the West has kind of soured on recently. Well, there's obviously, I mean, and again, we're out of time, but there's obviously a lot of concern that humanitarian aid would be abused and that the people are so divided that um, you can't help them all. But that's something we're going to have to watch closely. That's right. Uh, we can't yeah. go into it in much detail. Now, uh, thank you so much for helping us get up close. Zhang Huang. Thank you very much.